This is the Dive Bomb Squadcast, presented by Dive Bomb Industries. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dive Bomb Squadcast. I'm your host, Asher Tolliver. Summer is absolutely flying by, and we've got a lot to get done before it's time to climb back in the blind, but rest assured, we'll be ready. Today, I am joined by one of the strongest duos in the duck calling game, Corey and Jody Nickham. Fellas, what's happening? What's up, dude? Trying to get through the summer. Trying to get through the summer. (laughs) July's almost over. No doubt. (laughs) Where are you guys joining me from today? Gardner, Kansas. I live in Olathe. We're like two cities apart, but only about three miles apart. Is that is that not very far? Is that far enough? Or at times, do you feel like you wish you were further? Because I know the relationship with brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just different with us. I mean, you know, hunting season wise, we don't get to hunt as much as most brothers do because of my situation with work and guiding. Sure. Everything else, but when we do hunt together, it's it's fun. Aggravating at times. I'm trying to figure out where to go and what spot to set up in. But overall, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So now with with Corey, you being the older brother, and Jody, you being the younger brother, who's the uh, who's the chief in the in the blind? Yeah, Corey, you are the public hunter here because me being gone typically you know, nine months and I only get to come back and hunt, you know, four or five days, maybe a year. And so, I mean, we're still hunting the same stuff. Dad took us, you know, grew up hunting on public ground 45 minutes south of here. And so Jody lives there. And so when I come home, I get in his truck and go where they've been killing him. So Jody's leading the way on that. Yeah. My (laughs) truck. Yeah. His yeah, truck, his boat, and his fuel. So, yeah, he's so rolling his it. party. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep, I'm just invited. All right. All right, well, well, we'll start with the oldest here. Corey, can you give us a little background on your life from a hunting and calling standpoint? Who was the driving influence, the, uh, the relationship with your brother, the things that ultimately led you to where you are today? And I would say, like, we grew up in California. I hunted in California when I was younger, and I shot my first duck in California out in Mendota. And then we moved out here, like, in 93, I think. 94? 94. And dad and, you know, our uncle, I mean, they grew up hunting out there. And, I mean, there's pictures of them with 14 bull sprigs between the two of them back then. And then we started hunting out here, and then I remember taking Jody on some youth hunts, and then, like, the contest calling side, like, our dad never got into it. Like, there was never contests where we lived in California, Mm -hmm. let alone hunting shows. And I remember we went to the one up here in Galleons, like, in 99 or 2000, Okay. and uh, I met a guy by the name of Mike Keller, and he won the Worlds in, what was it, Jody, 85, 83? 83. 85, something like that. And he was a local guy from Kansas City, and he won with the Rich and Tone. And I remember getting an acrylic single read, all clear color. And we would take, he invited me up. I, I went up for a few times by myself, and then 
clear up to Smithfield, Missouri, which is about 60 miles, 70 miles away. And I would drive up there Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever it was, and then Jody would go with me. And then one thing led to another. Like, we were going up on the weekends, having pool parties with him and his wife, Amy, and his dad, J.D. And then it got to the point where him and my dad got a lease for us up in Mount City, Missouri, um, right next to Squaw Creek Federal Refuge. And he had a house, and it just started going from there. And he passed away. Was Mike oh. Big Guy's Best? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Big Guy's Best Duck Calls. Yeah. Yeah. And Jody and I would we'd go sit with him in a pit and get him in the Argo and drive him to a pit. And once we got in that pit, we weren't leaving until either it was shooting time or we shot out. Because it was a, I mean, it was a process of getting him in a pit and he would lean against that blind bag and blow that duck call so he was blue in the face and uh that's how we met forrest as well jody and forrest you know i mean they're they grew up contest calling together in two mans at that same show that i met mike at and one thing led to another you know my first contest i competed in was in burlington the regional up there in iowa and uh it took me three years, three or four years to get qualified. I think the first year I got qualified for Stuttgart was in 2004 at the Cornhusker Regional, or 2003. Okay. I won the Cornhusker Regional, and Jody was born in the juniors. And then we met Butch, and it's just, I mean, it was just a fast cycle, man. I mean, it was just one thing led to another, and then we just started going to more, and our dad was just driving us all over Hell's creation. I mean, drove us to Michigan, just flew into Maryland. After another, just going from show yeah, I mean, to it show. was just nonstop. Because back then, you know, when Joey was going to juniors, I mean, there was no callingducks.com. Like, we would get flyers in the mail. Sure. And they would tell us, like, when it was and VHS and tape recordings. And, I mean, if it wasn't baseball practice, it was blowing a duck on the basement because Dad was going to spend a lot of money on fuel and hotels. Sure. You know, for us to compete, and he didn't want to just come on with nothing. I want the boys to win. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how it was. We ain't doing it if you ain't first Jody, or last, I mean, <laughs> exactly. And Jody picked it up a lot, you know, better than I did, as far as the Main Street went. And he did both duck and goose. And I remember Jody blowing in a novice, or not a novice, but the first regional in Kansas City as a dummy caller. <clears throat> I think he was like. 13, born against Ronquest and Stevens and Brad Allen and all the world champions, and he was leading going into the second round as a dummy caller. And that's when we had dummy callers back then because there were so many guys. Can you tell us what that, that is? They would nominate someone before, to, you, before you keep going. Would, can you explain that to people listening? Jody can do it better. Ever I mean, Jody was. Um, yeah, I just. Before, before we get into all your background, Jody, I want you to, I want you to give me the same rundown on your background information. But will you will you quickly tell us about that? What that is? Yeah, back you know when you when you get in a contest that have you know forty fifty collars back then and even still today, people think that when you draw the bullet and the number one tick that you're you know the judges are going to score you as an average collar, even though you may be lights out or whatever, just because they're you. They, they used to be biased or, you know, some judges may be biased and they're going to set the tone off for what he's going to score off of off the first collar. Okay. So, you know, they, they 
think it wouldn't be fair to be the number one. Well, so then they would draw, they'd bring somebody in that wasn't a contestant or a kid or whoever, you know, that might not be in it. And they just say, hey, you just be number one. So we don't have to worry uh, about it. I got you. So, you know, and, and the, but the judges don't know. They don't tell the judges that, hey, this is, you know, we're going to have one. They, it's just thrown in there. And yeah, I got thrown into the mix. And yeah, I think I was leading. <laughs> The first yeah. time, and it, it's the only time that it's happened. 50, was, 56 or 55 guys in that regional. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, and did, yeah. we, did we just do away with that, or people not they don't do that anymore? Uh, I just think but, that you know, nowadays contests, uh, you know, you, you, it is what it is, and I think that we've kind of grown away from that. And and also, you know, you don't see regionals or non-sanctioned events besides the worlds that don't have you know 50, 60 dollars anymore. So yeah. you know, you're not really see it anymore but yeah i think the last time i really had been around something even with it, it the worlds never did it because it's just it's the worlds yeah. and you draw you're the ball you're it that's it nice. you know and uh but i haven't seen it probably since the early you know mid 2000s you know gotcha all right jody let's let's hear that same the same question uh, just yeah. from your side drive you know driving influence obviously yeah. we heard that you, you guys grew up with a, a little bit of hunting background i think the area you mentioned in california is that west of fresno because i spent some time out there and i feel like so we were in yeah we lived in fresno okay so you guys had a little bit of a hunting background uh dad uncle yeah. you know we heard that a little bit with the relationship yeah. with your brother just talk to us a little bit yeah, uh, yeah. So I grew up. I started hunting out here. I mean, it just kind of was one of those. I mean, you, I didn't really, not necessarily that I wanted a choice, but didn't really have a choice. It was winter time came, and I was at the age, and hey, you're going to start going, and so we started going, and I enjoyed it, and I, you know, picked up on the calling. I thought it was cool. I thought the interaction with the ducks was the coolest thing in general. Um contest calling started rolling around and Corey started, you know, he got into it before I did. I think I was maybe, how oh, I might've been 12 or 13. I was too old to blow in the juniors, but I could blow in the intermediates. So I think maybe I was 13 or 14 or I, you know, something along those lines. And, uh, I remember that Corey started practicing with, you know, Mike Keller and I was just going to the pool. Like I, when we go up there and I just swim, it didn't really, you know, it didn't really fire me up at all to do it. And then I started watching Corey compete for about a year and a half. And I kind of just thought to myself, okay, well, I'm going to come to these things. I might as well try it. And I, you know, started practicing and kind of moved along pretty quick. And, you know, I started progressing. I, you know, blew in the intermediate worlds a couple of times, never, never won it. Um, but then, I don't know. It was like when I, the men's started, when I had to start qualifying, things just kind of, I, I don't know. The competitive drive started to kick in, and I decided that this is what I wanted to do. At that point in time, I was doing duck and beef calling. Obviously, you know, Hunter Grounds at that point in time was was Hunter. And it, it was full force. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Everybody he, else was born you know, for second place. I think, yeah, like. <laughs> One, you know, one one year age difference, and you know, I was blowing a goose call and blowing a duck call, and I got advice from uh, Fred Zink back in the day that you know I was kind of blowing his goose call and I was blowing rich and tone with Butch, and uh, you know, Fred kind of told me that hey, you know, you know, learn from what I did. You know, I was never 
was never going to be, you know, blow both of them and win both of them at the same time, both worlds. You're never going to, he, you know, basically said it was probably not going to happen. And you need to probably focus on the one that you wanted. And at that point in time, the, the world duck was what I wanted. You know, the world stage did something to me that is still hard to explain to anybody. And, uh, so I decided that duck calling was the route I wanted to go. So I stopped goose calling for a while, uh, until I could win the, win the men's world. And, I put everything I had into it, and luckily I was, you know, fortunate enough to win 19 years old, my my third year of trying. So, um, and since then, I've, you know, I still, you know, compete every now and then on the Main Street side of Duck, and uh, but it, you know, I did what I wanted to do. I wanted to win the, I wanted to win the men's world. You know, have the goal of ever winning three. No, and no, I just I wanted to win it one time, and I wanted to win it as fast as I could. Um, and, you know, to be 19, I think I'm the second youngest um, yeah. to win it. I think Trey Crawford won it, but I don't even think Trey had an age. Trey Crawford, I think, won. They just had no rules back yeah. then when he first won yeah. it. But he could – I think he won it when he was, like, 17 or 18 or something. Or 17, yeah. Would that have been, like, the Brad Allen, Jim Ronquist guys mm-hmm. there around that 2007 yeah. time frame? Yeah, so I, I follow. Like I think nineteen-year-old kid coming in so much and winning uh, his third year. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, I think Jimbo won the year before me, which Jimbo and I, you know, I grew up with. You know, with idolized guys. I took second. Or the guy that took second to me was John David Stanley, um, yeah, who was a good friend of mine at that time. Um, which I couldn't have asked for somebody better to stand up there with. I still look up to him. I still think that he's probably one of the greatest duck callers to walk the face of the earth. Um, I think, you know, there was Slayton Garen that was up there, you know, Michael Steinmeier. Uh, yeah, there were still guys in it, um, you know, that were in it, St. John. Yeah. yeah. That was so, his first year. I mean, that was his free year to yeah. get in because he, yeah, like you said, he won the world yeah. in six because oh, John six. won it in 05. And that was three Richmond Jones in a row. Yeah. So, yeah, then after after winning it, you know, I you know, not saying that I've lost the drive or whatever, but you know, I did what I wanted to do and now, you know, with the trans, um that, you know, competing in the team ends with Corey, I you know, I, I that drive and that, you know, adrenaline rush that I got on the world stage is now transferred to the two mans. And the two man with Corey, we could be blown for five hundred dollars, we could be blown for the, the two man world, or we could be blown for a trip to Alaska. Sure. And that, that that adrenaline is there now, and that's I, you know, that's what I live for now. It's just the two mans, and so that's where I'll, uh, I put my time and effort into now. And I'm going to try the champion champions this year again. I'll continue to blow in the champion champions every, you know, every five. Hopefully, I don't have to do it too often. But uh, I think I took second in the 2015 champion champions to John, and I wish that would have been a little different. But John's very talented, and he was well deserving of it. So. But, um, so yeah, when will where, you start practicing for that? I probably should have started practicing <laughs> like twenty feet, but uh, uh, now, pro- I, now, hopefully soon. <laughs> I need to start <laughs> <What>? tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to find call first before I can. Practice. But uh, yeah, I, I should probably start soon. Yeah. Um, so, but both of you guys are, are world champions, which which is obviously rare for a pair of brothers um i don't have a lot of history there but i don't know if there's any others you you guys might know but i i I can confirm even though i don't know that it is rare uh obviously you care for one another and you want to see each other 
to succeed. But what kind of competition is there between you guys? <laughs> uh, I mean, I know my place when it comes to the main street. Like, even like when the Kansas State was going on and I was still competing in it, like, I knew he had to mess up for me to win just because of his style. And I accepted it. Like, I knew, okay, like, I'm not going to beat my brother. He picked up his main streets a lot quicker, and it seemed more easier for him because the thing that killed me was my nerves. Like, I'd get beyond nervous blowing a main street routine. Yeah. And, I mean, now, like, for me anyways, like, even when he's in the meat contest, like, at the, you know, the squad fest, I mean, it was fun as hell having him back there and even, you know, blowing in the second round. Right. But like, I just don't, I don't look at him and be like, if we go to a contest together and he blows in the meat contest, I'm not going to be like, I want to beat him. Like, it's just like, for me, there's no competition against him sure. as far as like on stage. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. You know, my my mindset as I've gotten older, and I know that you know my ability and where I stand has definitely changed over the years. But you know, back when I was doing the Main Street, I mean, as much as I do love my brother, at the end of the day, I no 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 one back there was my friend. Um, that was just my mindset. That I it was a job, and I came there to do what I needed to do. But you know, and if he stood next to me at the end of the day, great, you know, and I, I knew I had his support, but I was very competitive. And that was, you know, literally, you know, if I ask anybody back in the day, I didn't have many friends. I just was there to to do a job and go home. And now, uh, yeah, I, I know where I stand with him on the meet. Sure. And I know that I don't hold a candle to whatever he does because he's very, very good. And, but it, it's not, it, it, it's not there. I mean, do I want to win? I still competing, yeah, but I know, and I look, I look forward to seeing him do well, and because I know at the end of the day that if I'm above him in any meat calling contest, something has gone wrong, um, and, <laughs> and I'm willing to accept. So, you know, so I, what I'm, I gather from to... this is it comes from a meat contest. Um, Corey, he, he's he's going to stop a mud hole in your ass, and when it comes to a main street yeah. contest, you're going to stop a mud yeah, hole in Joey, your ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, I, that's what I'm yeah. gathering. You both know where you're at. And you then we just put two and two together and the two mans and just stomp everyone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Corey, I, I know when it comes to calls, you're JJ Lairs all the way. Um, Jerry, yeah. you were blowing a power calls, if I'm not mistaken, um, at yep. the Quad Fest. Yep. Can you guys that. briefly talk about your relationships there and how those came to be your call of choice? And they've been. Crow and I, like, we've been buddies now for probably 18 years, 16 years, something like that. And it was just one of those things where him and I met at Worlds one year. And he used to do Main Street, you know, contest calling. And he was very good at it. And we met one year after the contest was over at the bar. And the next year, went down to Arkansas and went to a duck camp and it was me, Brent Easley, Will McBride, Daniel Duke, and Brett Crow. We were going to Gander Mountain in Kentucky for a big meat contest they had there. And he gave me a black and white hybrid and I haven't touched any of their duck calls. 
Like it's been, I mean, we talk, you know, on a weekly basis. Um, he's got a family now, so it's, we don't talk every day like we used to, but I'd go out there and see him and stay for a week at the shop and help him. And, you know, he'd take me to the duck club that he works at and everything else. And it's just been one big, long friendship ever since day one. Did he buy, I mean, uh, yeah, this is a dumb question. I, I assume he bought that company. Who was the who was the original? Yeah, so Joe Lairs. Okay, Joe Lairs was the original founder owner, and Crow bought it. He bought it probably I want to say five years ago now, February five years, maybe even six. But yeah, he I took think- over the company, and uh, he's got his own shop now. It's still in Chico, California. And, uh, he's got, you know, his CNC machines there and he's got some lathes and everything else. But yeah, it's his now. I got you. Okay. Now, Jody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Up. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to main street, I still blow an MVP and nothing will ever change there. Uh, but as far as, Hunting and, you know, two men and anything like that. Yeah, I use uh, all powers calls. Um, you know, Brooke Richard and Kelly have been nothing but nice to me. Um, you know, they kind of just, hey, you know, try this, see, what it, you know, see if it works. And, you know, and it's working. And it, it sounds good. They, you know, everything they have done for me, you know, I can call them on a, you know, on a Thursday. And I need something and it'll be here by, you know, Friday afternoon. You know, they're, in my mind, you know, the I, you know, I, I don't travel enough. I don't do anything for them. So I don't know why they continue to still bend over backwards for me, but they do. Uh, and which is, which shows a lot. And, you know, you know, the calls ability, you know, speaks for itself. Uh, you know, we, you know, Corey and I just, we blow different styles. We like different sounds. Uh, we have different routines, uh, when even on the two man or the meat side, we blow completely different. And I, you know, I used to blow Laris, Corey and I, you know, did still did very well when I did blow Laris, but I figured, you know, if we mixed it up, we might sound a little bit different. Not saying people started copying, but you know, our sound started getting duplicated. So, you know, and at that point in time, I started seeing what, you know, the powers calls had to offer, uh, you know, especially on the J frame side with Corey blowing, you know, like a, a you know, hybrid, you know, the J frame, I thought was going to mix well. And, you know, powers is J frame in my mind is the best out there. You know, it sounds the best in my mind and it does everything I need to do it when I needed to do it. So, um, it's been nothing but great. You know, I talk to Brooke every now and then we don't need to talk every single day, but, uh, he's been nothing but, you know, great to me. And I, you know, I probably owe them a lot more than what they owe me. So, but they, uh, they make a good call and their customer service, I think is great as well. So they, uh, it's a good care of me. So you guys have mentioned, um, or you mentioned, uh, Butch, you know, Rich and Tone said you still blow an MVP, uh, when it comes to the main street. Do you have any sort of relationship with John Stevens? Yeah. I, uh, you know, John, yeah, John and I have, you know, I, I can't speak for John. I, I respect game and I respect him. Uh, and you know, it, He's the goat. He's the, you know, he's the best to probably ever do it in my mind. Um, I chased him all the time. I felt like I was doing everything I could to try to, to beat him. And I think I failed every single time. Uh, but you know, he's, I did work for him for a summer, uh, down there and 
he, you know, he took me in down there, showed me a lot of things, taught me a lot of things. And, you know, I've ran some routines by him, uh, even, you know, in the last few years, just to get him to, you know, dissect what I do and get his mindset on, you know, where I could fix things, what I could improve on, on the main street. And I think that, you know, like I said, his ability, what he knows and, you know, what, what he has in his head that he could put out there to, to teach other people is, I mean, unreal. Uh, the guy is literally unreal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel, you know, me and John don't talk all the time, but I feel like I could pick up the phone and call him tomorrow and we could probably talk. I know he's probably still on cloud nine about Mississippi state, but, uh, so, you know, John, John's a, you know, I've, I've done nothing but look up to him and I loved, what he put in me for the competitive side, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't want even like, again, I don't think I could hold a candle to what he did, but I chased it and I, I wanted to, I wanted to beat him all the time. But like I said, I think I failed every time I've taken second to him several times. So, but yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, you know, a wizard when it comes to your call operation and running a business. I mean, I think what he's doing with rich and tone is, unbelievable i think everyone you know in my mind in the calling industry regardless you're everyone is chasing them uh rich and tone is head and shoulders above everybody in my mind yeah. so their marketing from their production from what he's doing i you know i think it speaks for itself sure let's um let's talk a little bit about squad fest and your performances there uh it's no secret that you guys were the favorite to win the two-man meat duck on friday night and you guys pulled out the victory there over Mike Benjamin and Colby Stillwell to win a week-long trip to Colby, Alaska. How are you guys feeling about that trip? Pumped. Like, yeah, fired up. Yeah, I'm rather excited. I've been dreaming <laughs> to go. We had yeah, a we literally, yeah. what was it, like a week ago? A week ago we bought – our tickets. I purchased my tickets from Anchorage to Cold Bay. I've yet purchased my tickets to Anchorage yet because yeah. of Canada. Because I don't know if I'm going to be up there and if I need to, you know, fly out of somewhere up north or you know whatever. But Jody's already taking care of his out of Kansas City. But yeah, we spoke with Charlie and yeah, I am had so much fun. I know Jody is too, but I'm ready to go. Pack your rain gear, bro. Yeah, Kate told me, he was like, Kate said you need to bring 50 cans of dip because there's not a place to buy it. And I ran out. And so I said, okay. And he was like, picture yourself on the edge of the moon because that's what it's going to be like because it's nothing there. Oh, that is so accurate. Oh, man. Like, I, so I mean, remote. I just, I mean, I'm looking more forward to just seeing it. Oh, it's so remote. Then just, you know, like hunting. And when he told me like, we have a chance to shoot some Harlequins one day, like if they're around, I was like, Charlie, I'll do whatever you want. Like, I don't care. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. It really is. With the brand just being two though, just, uh, make sure you pick yeah. up the right ones, man. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. You got it. It's going to be fun. I mean, yeah, this is going to be like our first, hunting trip like just him and i yeah okay. jody and i have never been on a hunting trip together just the two of us Definitely. so oh, that's exciting i'm excited for you on saturday uh again i think everybody would probably agree that 
Corey was the favorite to win our open meat duck contest. Uh, we've heard this story from Tyler Heaton's side, who is our winner and and uh, and upset after a call off. And now I'd like to hear it from your side. Um, you didn't think that call off with Tyler was was from for first place, did you? Absolutely not. I was the Forest Carpenter, and I was like, "Break it down, boys, man. Just, what were you thinking and feeling?" Man, I just, I mean, for me, with the guys there, and I do this everywhere I go, because I'm the one person that always thinks the glass is just half empty. <laughs> and you got guys like Colby and Benjamin, and I'm not going to lie, like, in the third round, I was not putting Tyler in the equation. Going in the second round, you know, I looked at, listened to Domingo and even Dan Getz, and when they got cut, I was like, okay, like something's going opposite directions than what I think they are. And after that final round was over, I told Colby, I was like, well, I said, congratulations. And I told him, I said, just buy a round of beers. Or I think I told him buy a round of shots or something tonight to celebrate his victory. I'll bet him. And so I bet him if he wins, so forth and so forth. And when they said Tyler and me, like I remember looking at Robbie Iverson and I was like, this is for fifth. Like nothing against Tyler. He did a lot of different variations of ducks and he just had a different routine. And then I'm listening to him blow and I'm like, okay, he won the novice contest with damn near the same judges. And I was like, I've never been in a call off. For first place, let alone a call off in any meat contest. And I'm like, maybe it is for first. And so then I started just thinking about it, and I'm just like, man. And I went up there and I had a pause in my build up, which I didn't do the first three rounds. And I remember looking at Forrest and I was shaking my head as I was blowing. And I knew that was probably going to cost me. And I walked up and I told Tyler, I said, Bubba, I said, whatever this is for, congratulations. Like, you won the call-off. And that's exactly what I told him. And it went from fifth to fourth. And Robbie's like, that was for first. Because we and him are standing there. And I just remember when they called my name for second, I mean, I think I told my brother, I was like, I'm not mad. I mean, I took on $2,500, a five-day trip to Alaska. Like, yeah, it didn't can't suck. Be upset. Yeah. <laughs> and I walked up to Tyler and I shook his hand and I tapped him on the side of the shoulder and I was like, well, congrats. It's like, you took home six grand today, you know, but rewind it. Like, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I did not have him in the equation once the three rounds over with, like, I just figured he was fifth place and me and Robbie and Dan and, you know, Colby and Benjamin would separate, you know, fourth to first or however it went. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting a call-off with him. And he's a good caller. I mean, I never heard him. I mean, I listened to him on Facebook. I remember helping him a couple times, like, during your guys' novice or your meat contest that you guys had. And I just remember telling him, like, dude, just continue to go with it. Like, you have a good routine. It's very different. Mine is just very plain. What does he do different? Aggressive. 
He just does a lot more ducks. Like, I mean, I don't. Like, I'll be the first to admit, there is thousands of other better duck callers than me. And I'll tell this the day I die. Like, there is thousands of better duck callers than me. Because they have different variations, different transitions of their ducks. Me, I have three ducks. I do them in the beginning, do them in the end. My routine and my warm-up does not change. It has not changed. And so when people are starting to do this, different ducks, more ducks, and then when I go to a contest and there's more guys doing my tire routine, it's either going to hurt me or I'm going to win by a lot. Right. But, I mean, that's, you know, Joey said after the contest, just give me one week because he's got an ear. I mean, he can help build a different routine for me. But to me, dude, like, I won Easton, and I won that two, man, and I wanted to win that one. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I wanted to win, and I told Robbie, I was like, God, if I win this dive bomb contest, I'll judge the rest of the year. Like, I'll judge Presley's, you know, in the meat contest and stuff like that. But I'm not going to change anything now. Sure. I mean, I've did what I, I mean, I've done what I wanted to do. I mean, winning that live duck was the one thing I wanted to do forever. And once I did it, I still want to compete, and I still want to win. Obviously, everyone does when they get on stage. But Tyler's just a very different, <clears throat> excuse me, a very different duck caller than I am. And he separates himself. Jody, nobody knows your brother better, you know, his sound better than you do. How do you think he did at Squad Fest? And the, uh, I mean, I, of course, yeah, of course, consistent. Uh, I mean, I think that, <clears throat> you know, and, I, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty brutally honest, and he knows that. I, and he'll tell you probably from the get-go. Am I a fan of his meat routine? Not particularly. You know, I, I, he, he's smooth. He has good transitions. His tempo is very fast in my mind. But as far as, you know, yeah, I mean, variations of ducks. He, and, you know, and he knows I'm a critic. I, I, I think he lacks. Um, I think that there's, you know, and again, this goes back to we just have two different styles, two different ears, and two different mindsets. And I'm a duck. I like the ducks. Uh, I like feet as well, but I like ducks. Um, I like to hear different variations of ducks. Um, I think that a hen mallard can make, you know, 15, 16 different hens. Um, and, you know, when I'm hearing the same four or five hens in the beginning, the middle, and the end, you know, I, my, my mindset, you know, is going to score him a little bit different. Do I think that Corey deserves to win as much as he does? Yeah, because you're going to have to beat him. I mean, he's not going to mess up. And, his flow is flawless. You can't, you can't dock his flow. Um, you know, what, me personally, did I have him winning dive bomb? Yeah, I did. I think that, you know, again, I'm, you know, I'm pretty honest. I, you know, Tyler, yeah, he's got a lot of ducks. Um, and again, he's an up and newcomer and I don't want to ever bash anybody. Did it sound choppy in my mind when he won? Yeah, it's not choppy, but I also thought several of the others in the top five sound choppy. Does that mean that, you know, I thought I should be up there? No. God, no. I know where I stand, and it's not up on that. I know Tyler's better than me. And I'll, I'll, never, I'll never take anything away from Tyler. Uh, you know, he, he got guys that liked what he was doing, you know. But, you know, if – you know, and, and I'm not – in my mind, the best meat caller out there right now, and I, if you was to still go around and do it, I know he's got a lot going on, Seth Fields. Seth is the guy in oh, – yeah. Well, I would score him high at every contest that he would be in because he has multiple ducks 
his flow is good and he's got good power on top and he's got a good feet, um, which is where in my mind is going to score higher than anybody there. Um, you know, with Corey, you, Corey's ducks are very good. He's got good full ducks. The ones that he does have are very strong and solid sounding. Um, in his flow, you know, if I'm going to base off flow, his flow and tempo is better than anyone out there. No one can even touch him. You know, there's people that try, but it, you're not going to. You're not going to duplicate it. Um, so, you know, if it was going to go down to it, you know, yeah, I think Corey had dive bomb in the bag in my mind. Um, I don't think that. You know, and again, I'm not taking anything away from Tyler. A win's a win, and you know he should be oh, feel yeah. great. You know, he he sounded. You know, like I said, he, he's there. He's there. You're looking at one guy here to give an opinion, you know, like sure. I said, you know, uh, I'm basing an opinion off of it. You know, like the calling is gymnastics. It's a form of gymnastics. You're going to put it in five judges hands. And if they don't like what you're doing, well, hey, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is, you know, and again, you better hope you have three of them. You better hope you have three of them that like you. Yeah. yeah. That's what you need but, you know, out of the five. Tyler's, Tyler's very, very good. You know, he, he, he deserves – not saying that he didn't deserve to win. He definitely deserves to be up in the top five uh, in my mind, you know, especially with that contest. You know, there's guys that, you know, got kicked in the first round that I also would have probably had up there as well, um, you know. But it is what it is, and that's why I stepped on it. But, yeah, I mean, Corey, in my mind, is – there's not many he should lose. One guy is there, and he's on his A game. You know, and Corey knows at the end of the day, if I'm behind the curtain, and it's Corey and Seth at the end of the day, and they're both going clean. Corey probably knows that the one point's going in Seth's favor, and that's from a brother to another brother. It's just oh, me absolutely. being the judge, you know. And Corey knows that I'm I'm his biggest critic, and like he said, you know, give me a week, and I can transform him into probably a Seth. You know, I could get him to go to be a little bit. Where he, you know, the contest that he is, he is taking second to a guy that has ducks, he could probably win more. And he knows that. So is Corey just too hard-headed so, to listen to you or what? I mean, no, well, I, mean, why? I, I, think, I think that, I mean, that Corey's mindset is what, why fix what's not broken? Uh, you know, and, and he, he's still winning. You know, he's, he's still, still winning. I mean, uh, technically, dude, I, like, I'm, like Joey just said, what's broke? I mean, I'm not going to fix it. Like, literally, there's nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I know I need to add a duck here or do a duck here, but when I sit back here in the bullpen, and I'm the oldest one, like, the age-wise, and I've done what I wanted to do, like, I don't need to go and work with him for a week and be like, okay, let's do this and do this. I took second, sure. you know, a dive bomb. I still won, in my opinion. Like, going to hunt in Alaska – Took home twenty five hundred dollars and two cool ass trophies. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be upset about it. I, mean, I think it's time. I'm gonna put you guys. The, I'm gonna put you guys on the hot seat. Dive bomb hot seat. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First questions won't be too bad. Then it's just gonna. We'll get a little bit better as we go. We'll go first with just you, get Jody. Worse worse. When it comes to reading, I'm and calling honest. ducks. Who's a better caller? You or Corey? One hundred percent me. One hundred percent. Corey, same question. Same that question. is a damn lie. <laughs> Corey, Corey if you want to shoot fifty on the swing, if you want to shoot fifty on the swing, you go. With I wish we had a best. I wish we had a phone a friend right now because we would call Zach and he'd probably He would be on my side. Corey and leave us all the time. This is so much fun. That's ridiculous. I knew that one was coming. 
Okay, yeah, Corey, yeah. next question. You'll go first on this one. When it comes to reading and calling geese, who is the better caller, you or Jody? Oh, oh, oh that is hands down Jody. Special <laughs> belly, okay, yeah, Jody, him. Yeah, yeah say, if we're going Canada goose call, Corey, I think if we're going the grass call. eaters. Jody right, can have we'll, more we'll, we'll go different. Go. We'll go. Uh, we'll start with honkers. Honkers. Yeah, that's me. Better. All right. What about less, lessers? That's me. And then Spets, uh, no, here. because I've messed with him in Alberta more than he has. And this is reading and calling them, and and I'll even add uh, just all around hunting them, setting up for them, hiding. Oh, we'll yeah, the whole thing. I mean, then we're gonna go calling ability. Yeah, that's that's Canada's. Well, that's me. You just put in enough decoys. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So, about, yeah, from what I've gathered so far, uh, Jody, you're a superior caller to your brother. In most species. Uh, I, I mean, he's got he's got specs, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Oh, Corey's got specs. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought they yeah. said you've got the specs. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. Uh, no. So you're the spec call. Okay, okay. So we've got yeah. the way it's sounding is we've got unanimously Corey is the spec guy. Jody has the honkers yeah. and the lessers. And now the deciding factor whether or not it's a tie, it's the ducks. But I don't think either of you are going to throw in the towel to the other one. No. no. Oh, deep down he knows. Deep down he knows. <laughs> oh, my God. He knows. He's, yeah. He knows. Oh, I wish we could do a phone with friends. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Okay, Jody. Next question. Yeah. Who are the first through third in order greatest – Duck callers of all time. Oh, are we going Main Street or are we going live? Uh, we just, I mean, I think you just yeah, – uh, let's just put them together, man. Like just overall? Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, probably oh, – Stevens is probably number one. Uh, Trey Crawford's two. Uh, and then if I pro, – I mean, a third would probably yeah, mean – I'm going to say guys – I'm going to say probably a guy that probably never or not many people are going to know about unless you listen to old, old, old videos is, and then he never really won anything was probably, I would say probably a third tie between Ronnie Wright and Barney Kalis. Yeah. Ronnie Wright never, I don't even think ever won the world. I think he maybe, maybe, but he was very, very talented. Uh, but yeah, Barney, Barney, I mean, Barney Kalis won three worlds, but three different call companies, I think in three decades. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, okay, Corey. But John is yeah, John's on top. One through three. I will, well, I'm gonna go with Trevo one, and then John number two, and I, mean, I probably had to go with Brad Allen. Yeah. No, scratch that. Nothing against Brad. I'm sorry, but Logan Hancock. Okay. Logan Hancock would be my number three. Because of his transitions and how he how he'd go from his hails to his transitions. And I mean I think he won it back to back and then he won it and then had a break and then, you know, three, but I would say Logan Hancock number three. And Trey, he won Nothing against Brad. decades, didn't he? Who did? Yeah, uh, Trey May. Trey won seventies, eighties, nineties, and then the two thousand champion champions. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Trey's yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, he's a yeah seventies, eighties, nineties. 
Yep. Yeah. Terry's pretty solid. <laughs> okay, let's yeah, go. Uh, Corey, we'll go with you first on this one. First through third greatest goose callers of all mm-hmm. time. Well, I, man, I'm going to have to go with Hunter number one, Robbie Iverson number two, and Mitch Hughes number three. Okay. That's my list. Jody? Yeah. Uh, I'd probably take Robbie, uh, one, uh, I mean, guy's ability speaks for itself. Hunter, number two, which, I mean, probably the closest. And then, I mean, if we're going to go off of just pure ability to win anything he put his mind to, and he probably still would be winning, would be Kelly Patton, number three. Oh, I forgot KP. Yeah. All right, two more questions. Let's turn it up a notch. Corey, what uh, what two-man team do you view as the biggest threat to you and Jody? <laughs> I, I mean, I have a funny <laughs> answer to that one, probably. Um, Corey and any other If you want person. my honest opinion, <laughs> nobody. That's just me. Like, I don't feel like there's a team out there that could beat me and Jody. I'm just going to say this on National Life Podcast. <laughs> but if there was a team that could put their minds together and not blow against each other, it'd be Trevor and Seth. Hands down. Those two together, instead of going against each other like in an octagon, and if they blew as a team, they would be tough. When to you beat. say going against each they other, saying they're not doing things to complement one another's Man, they skills. Just, no, because just even like at Rogers, I mean, both of them are unbelievable duck callers. I mean, they've proven that. And I feel listening to them, it's like, okay, you just did that duck, so I'm going to do it better and louder. And it just, there's no flow. It's just pure aggressiveness, head on. I'm a better duck caller than you. I'm not. We're not blowing for the judges. We're just going to blow for the crowd and see who stands out more. That's how I feel when they they get on stage. Okay. But that's the only two. Jeremy, I mean, as far question. as anybody else, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Trevor and Seth, are, you know, when they do compete, they're good. You know, they both have, you know, multiple different variations of ducks. Uh, but, yeah, I think that they, you know, have a tendency to blow against one another and, and or they don't work hand-in-hand, hand, which I think that if they were to, uh, or even just develop a routine, I know that they probably don't even practice. You know, they just blow when they – I think if they were to develop a routine, yeah, they, they would be tough to beat. Or, and, you know, anybody that – honestly, Corey can blow with really anybody, you know. And, you know, when Corey's blowing with Mike Benjamin, yeah, I, you know, that's a team that I'm worried about when Corey blows with our friend Zach, you know, obviously they won the world two men before, you know, that's a team I worry about, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's teams out there that any given day, I think that can be good. You know, do I think that, you know, you know, they could, they should beat us. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, But I think that, you know, Trevor and Seth are, you know, up at the top of that list probably. Okay. This last question is for you, Corey. Uh, If you're in a call off for first place, $10,000 $10,000 on the line. Who's the last guy you want to be calling against in that situation? Seth Fields. Hands down. Every day and twice on Sunday. Seth Fields. What is he literally is the only the, one. Is it the stuff we talked about earlier? Just the way he ducks and okay. And he doesn't mess up either. Like 
I've been fortunate enough to where I think I've gotten him more than he's gotten me in the meets. Obviously, he's well more accomplished on the live side of things. I think he's got two live ducks. And then I know he's at least got two, if not three, world two-man live ducks out there in Easton. Um, but, yeah, he would. he is the only one. And nothing against any of the other competitors that I've go against, and even my buddies like Dan and Mike Benjamin. He's the only one that I do not want to see in the final round. Like, he is the one that I feel every time he goes to a contest, it's going to be who's going to like him or who's going to like me. Like, that's just how it is. Like, he is unbelievably probably the best duck caller, meat-wise, I've heard on stage. I feel. Yeah. And I just don't want him in the call off against me. All right. Well, you guys are officially off the hot seat. That wasn't too bad, was it? No. No. I don't think so. Can you can you guys quickly um you know you've you've we've talked about meat and live ducks and the guys that are calling contest and the know with this sort of stuff, they obviously know what you're talking about. But can you break that down a little better for those that maybe don't know the difference? So I'll, yeah, the let's meat. Just, just break them all down and, and yeah. layman's from yeah. meat to yeah. live to Main Street. Uh, you know, a meat a meat calling contest is just pretty much a you know uh, a Main Street routine where you're going to see the ducks, you're calling at the ducks, you get them in close, you're trying to finish them. They flare for whatever reason, dog jumps or whatever. They flare, you lose them, you're trying to get them back. You got it back in the decoys, and you're trying to finish them to shooting range, uh, and that's a wrap on you know your meat contest. It's pretty simple as a routine that everybody's got to follow. When it gets to a live style, it is, you know, if you were to close your eyes and you were to just you know to walk into a marsh or walk by a pond or drive by a pond and you were to close your eyes and you were to hear ducks, what would you hear? You know, you got 60 seconds to just paint a picture of whatever what ducks sound like. Um, and, you know, you're trying to, whether you startle them or whatever, you know, you're just trying to sound like ducks for 60 seconds as best as you can. Um, so, I mean, you know, we got two different styles. Yeah, not to catch what else, like Kelly Tyler said, if a mallard hand walked on stage in Easton and quacked just for 60 seconds, she will win. Because that's exactly what, like, live duck is. You have to sound as close as possible to a duck. Whether you start with feed or start with ducks, is that boring you want to listen to, to? I don't guess I've ever listened to it. it that doesn't sound that exciting. Like the meat sounds way more exciting yeah, to listen to to me than that. It's, no, yeah, a live duck is about as boring as watching paint dry. That doesn't, that doesn't sound. <laughs> the live ducks, like blowing wise, like it's just it's so quick because it's thirty seconds less, and thirty seconds doesn't seem very long. But when you're on stage, it's like a snap of a finger. Sure. When that light comes on, you're just like, okay, did that sound good? Like, right. should I do this more, or should I start with this, or should I do that duck? And it's just one of those things where, I mean, it's fun to do. And, I mean, yes, I want it, but do I consider myself a world champion? No. I mean, that the only world champion duck title is the world's in Stuttgart. Like, yes, they say it's the world live duck, but it's – it's that meat contest that y'all had as was a bigger, tougher competition than Easton's, like live duck. Is there a world? I mean, meat it was just duck? something. 
There used to be. There's not anymore. They don't have it more. They have the two-man, well, they had the two-man world meat duck at Rogers Sporting Goods. And then the two-man live world duck, or world live duck out in Maryland. And then they used to have the world open meat, but they don't have that anymore either. That was a long time ago. So the meat uh, is 90 seconds. The live is 90 seconds. 60 seconds? 60. And then Main yep. Street, will you guys just break 90. that down for people that don't know? 90 seconds. Uh, what are you trying to do yeah. with Main Street? Yeah. Main Street is the same kind of as like a meat, but on steroids. So you got hail calls that are, you know, you're pushing your call to the limit, uh, as loud as possible, you know, get their attention. You're going to work them in closer. Um, you're going to try to finish them. And again, whatever reason they, you know, they flare out, they, they're not committed, try to get them back. Um, you start working them back in and you finish them to the ground. Uh, but it's just pretty much a louder, um, you know, Louder version of a meat call, you know, you're rather than blowing your hunting call, you're blowing a call that. Technicality yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah. You're pushing the call to its limits. You know, you're showing what you're capable of doing with that instrument. Okay. I know there's mm-hmm. some big contests on the horizon. Um, you know, we're kind of early in contest season. What are some of the places you guys expect to be competing this year? Um, I'll be at Presley's which is, I think, August 14th. That's over in Illinois. And then uh, I may make the trip up to Game Fair and stay in the Buddy Mike Benjamin's house for that. They got a $1,000 meat contest up there. And after that, hopefully I'm in Canada. And I don't go to any of them in September and October. And then I'll, I'll make the flight over to Eastern Maryland. And I think that one's like the 11th of November. So I'll be out there for that one. Are you guys gonna blow? So I got any, three more. Any, are y'all gonna blow in any uh, two man? I think uh, no, but this I think we're done for the year. We uh, did the one done. I mean, if Canada, yeah, the one done going to Alaska, but there is one at uh, Upper Duck in September that uh, is in Missouri, and they have a two man. And if I'm here, I mean, we may go over there to that one. But yeah, we might be just be the one and done for the uh, year. Jody, where are you going? For him and I. Uh, probably just champion champions down in uh, the Worlds. Uh, that's probably about all I got in me. Oh, all well, I got, just champion champions. That's it. No big deal. Stuttgart's pretty close. Yeah. Where, where, uh, when is yeah. that? When is that? Uh, Thanksgiving so weekend. Yeah. See if I'm going to be there. Oh, I don't know. Is Thanksgiving it, weekend. It's right. Oh, man. Yeah, we're headed to... Uh, I know I'm going to be somewhere. We might be in the Great Salt Lake then. Um, we're going to go try to shoot oh, yeah. cinnamon teal. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That'd be cool. No, so I'll, yeah. So Thanksgiving weekend, I'll be uh, in Wyoming and then Great Salt Lake. So I won't see you, but uh, not rough ass, life. Man. You won't miss my. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I appreciate you. Whenever you guys, <laughs> when, for the fans, whenever you guys blow in a two man together, is there? You, you, the, what got me thinking about this was when you were talking about uh, Trevor and Seth, and they're both showcasing their own individual skills and power, and it almost sounded like they were blowing against each other, uh, showing off skills rather than maybe blowing for the judges. That's what you guys mentioned. Is there 
to score well with the judges in these things? Are, are you playing follow the leader with one another? Is there can can you guys just talk about that for a minute on what so, how, how you don't outshine yeah. one another? When we first started, the two mans, I don't know how long ago, I would start or Jody would start and I would follow. And we got our asses beat. Like, I'm the worst follower on the face of the earth when it comes to two-man duck calling. And finally, Jody was like, you know what? Let's just flip it. You start and I'll follow. And I think why we do so well is, A, we don't step on each other. We are two different styles of duck callers. I'm loud and aggressive. He's softer and finesse in our flow. Like those three things with the normal five judges, they they literally have to nitpick and dock us for something dumb because those three things that we do should win every time. Like how we start off how our feed blends together and we go back and forth with our ducks, our buildup, and then our ending. I mean, that's just how we, like, there's no, we don't go against each other. Like, when I get up on stage with him, like, he'll go on his edge of the stage and I'll get out away from the crowd and he'll kind of be closer to the judges. And there's more times than any, like, I'll go up there and blow my routine and I don't even have to listen to him because I know exactly when he's doing it and what he's doing. And it's not because we practice a lot. I mean, you not going to lie, we literally started practicing on Wednesday. We practiced Wednesday three routines. The day Wednesday. Am I wrong? Was it Wednesday? Yeah. I think it was Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, Wednesday I went to his house. We blew two routines, drove around in his golf cart, and I went home. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, yeah, uh, two mans are, are meant to be yeah follow the leader. The the follower has the has the hardest parts. Uh, if you don't come in at the right time on a duck, you then 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 disaster will start happening where you'll just start stepping on each other. You're hitting a hen while your partner's hitting a hen at the same time, and and or hitting duplicate hens, and that's where you know if you've got five qualified judges back there that know what they're listening for, that's when you start docking big time. Uh, when you're hitting the same same sounding duck or you're stepping on each other where you're hitting the same because the leader, the follower has caught up to the leader and that's what you don't want. So the leader, the leader can do whatever he wants to do, but the follower has to come in every about three to four notes and hit whatever, you know, is opposite of what the, the leader has done. Um, so yeah, you know, we obviously, you know, not saying anything about Corey, but we know that his mind doesn't run as fast as most people. So, when he was when he was following things weren't working real well so but now you know we've built something that you know i can follow him i know when things are supposed to happen and it's all about getting off to a good start and if you don't get off to a good start you're playing catch up the entire time and that's that's not fun so are you just saying you're smarter than Corey? that right i mean <laughs> uh, that's not a hot seat question hot seats are over that's the bricks yeah. We'll call a friend and I'll call oh, my man, mom. I got brothers on here. We've got to have some fun, man. I got two brothers on here. I don't get to do this very often. So I loved it. If I, could I think the just the listeners alone will figure that out. 
<laughs> oh man. So, um, compared to where you guys have been in the past, you know, it sounds like you're not going to be blowing any, any more two mans, but individually, how do you feel about where you are right now going into, uh, contest season? Well, I'll, I'll start real quick and I'll be real short because, uh, <laughs> Zero expectations in champion of champions. Uh, I don't. I, you, you know, have, I go down you have there a goal just, in mind, like for that. You know, I, you, well, the, the thing, thing about that is they don't is, cut anybody, so he's got three yeah. rounds. How many yeah, people? Which boy, is also real. I mean, it just ranges. This year, I, I imagine it'll probably be eight to ten, maybe. But you know, there's eight to That's ten. Tough. You might get some guy that might, you know, have you know, won the world back in the 80s, or you might get a guy like myself who's won in 07 who still doesn't have the ability to compete with what guys have just won recently, you know, I think. But at the end of the day, you know, Main Street is one of those things. Do I think that if, you know, things were to go well for me and I, you know, were able to put together three clean, I still think I can compete. Uh, do I think I'm going to win? No, I wouldn't bet on myself. But do I want to win? Do I have the drive? Yeah, I'll, I'll be ready to try. But, you know, I I have zero expectations. I go down there just because I love the tradition down there. I love, you know, what's going on down there. I love the worlds, and I owe it to them uh, to to make a presence known. So. What would it mean to you to win that? Everything. Everything. You know, you know you, we retired. You know, I mean, <laughs> you can win three worlds and retire yourself, and then you still have the champion champions. And But to win a world and champion champions would have it meant everything. Finishing second in 2015, I think just uh, to John and the champion champions, I thought that that was a year that I had. Uh, I thought, you know, and again, How that was just was me it? personally thinking. I think one point. Uh, yeah, one or two or something like that. One or two. But, I mean, regardless, you know, it, that just kind of, when you're so close to something that I've wanted for so long, you know, it just kind of took a lot out of me, and, I, you know, I really haven't competed much since then. So, but... Uh, you know, if, if I go down with just one world title, hey, that's I'm okay with it. I can, I, you know, I beat 68 other guys, uh, you know, that night. So, you know, and I, I at one point in time, I felt like I I was probably at the top of the game. If you would ask me those questions about who was the greatest back in 07, I would have had my name in the top three. Uh, so, but now, no, nowhere near it. Uh, how are you feeling? It's just crazy to think. For the champion, like, I'll go back to him. Like, the champion, yeah. champion, I mean, it's every five years. Like, you get one chance, you got to wait five more years. Right. I mean, that's... It's like the Olympics, almost. It's, it's yeah. insane just yeah. to think, like, when he said 2015, and here we are, 2021, and obviously yeah. last year with COVID, they didn't have it, but they're having this year's the Goose Champion Champions and the Duck Champion Champions, and I'm like, you think back, like, how many of them, granted, for the Duck, I mean, I think there's only two guys that won the last five years of the Worlds, and I think that was Brad and Logan. But it's huge, like, to be done and then to compete just every five years. Once every five years. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was just, I mean, it just blows me away that 2015 to now, and then, you know, get back on stage for him to be, like, for the third time. That he's been on stage, yeah. like blowing Main Street, with the exception of you know Kansas State and the Rogers Open and stuff like that. But these state contests, crazy. do you have to do you have to retire from those after you win so many, or you can you blow in this all the state contests you want? Kansas State uh, used to. Kansas doesn't have a 
Kansas doesn't have it three and out rule, but a lot of states do have three and out rules. But I think Arkansas I mean, I has it probably. Yeah, I could still win the Kansas. State. I think I won it four times or something. But yeah, I think I could still win it again if I wanted to. But I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm not going to waste my time or somebody else's time. Yeah. What about you, Corey? I mean, you, it sounds like you got a couple, not too many, but it sounds like you're going to yeah. blow in a few more. I mean, do you feel you feel good? I mean, the Presleys. You... Yeah, I mean, I'll practice for Presleys. Um, you know, like the week before that Monday before I have to leave. Um, I love going to that one. It's a lot of fun. The people at that sporting goods store are good as gold, and this year they're doing the thing for us on Friday night, big cookout, and then. They got a minor league team there, and where is it's Presley? always fun to see all those. Uh, Presley's is in Peoria. Well, not Peoria, but it's close to Peoria, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Peoria um, used to be there. That was a Cubs affiliate. I don't know who's who's in there now. But. I think now it's a Cardinals team. I got you. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on that. But we go to when they're in town. If they're in town the same weekend as the contest. The owner, Kelly Presley, will get a bunch of tickets, and he'll give them to all of us on Saturday, and then we'll go back to the hotel and hang out for a while and then go to the game, and we'll all sit around together and watch it, and it's a lot of damn fun. But, I mean, if I go to Game Fair and Presley's, I'd be happy if I won one out of the two. Yeah. Preferably Presley's, just because I like to keep that streak still going at Presley's, and i just like to win that one more than – if I do go to game fair. Before I let you guys go, um, Corey, I was told you're a big archery turkey hunter. Can you shed some light on that? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. You want to add another podcast? We can talk about turkey hunters with bows. I was cause... also told something about a golf cart. Um, oh, goodness. Jody? With Jody's? Oh, he didn't tell you about the one he bought? No. Get out of here. Guys, this is ridiculous. Less I got a golf cart. Turkey Less hunting with bows. I would rather be put in a bathroom with a mountain lion than turkey hunt with a bow. <laughs> like, it's you don't do it. It's uncalled for. I will say this to the day I die. It's the dumbest thing in the world. You don't do it. I don't care about how challenging it is. You sit against a tree. You shoot it with a gun. I told Kyle. I, I don't turkey hunt, so I don't guys. have a dog in that fight. I told Kyle I was having a podcast with you guys, and he said, uh, "Be," uh, he said, "Be sure to ask uh, Corey about his uh, how much he likes archery, turkey hunting, and ask I had, Jody about his golf cart." Yeah, Jody's got a just, golf cart. It probably does like thirty-two miles an hour. Cart. That's pretty hey, it's fast. I like to. Uh, it's yeah, thirty-two miles an hour. Like drive around my neighborhood, listen to good music. Hey, it's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Nope. No, and to, to walk to my pool is like eight houses. That just sounds too much. So I've got to go. So you drive my family to the pool. The battery pack and where I'm fixing to go. <laughs> yep, I'm going to go to the pool this evening with my wife and daughters. Well, guys, it uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> I uh, that was a lot of fun. I appreciate uh, both yeah. of you taking time out of your busy schedules to join me today. I hope to hopefully see you guys soon for sure uh, Corey. maybe i'll see oh, yeah. you at game fair um yep if nothing else we will definitely be having squad fest again next year it's going to be bigger it's going to be better definitely hope you guys you guys did an awesome calendar. job man 
I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, you guys, um, yeah, you guys, guys awesome been a great job. And Thank you. It was an unbelievable two-day show, and just the amount of people that were just there to sit under the tent and watch the contest blew my mind more than anything out of the whole weekend. Well, you guys put on a nice show for them, and uh, it, it means a lot to us on, on the first one to have guys of your caliber coming out, competing. Uh, just adds a lot of credibility to the event, and we uh, appreciate all of our callers that came out and competed, put on a show, showed out, and um, we had a blast doing it. I can't wait till. Till next year, we got a lot of fun to have between now and then. But next year, absolutely, I do have one request though, Asher. What's next that? year? If we could do the kickball slip and slide like Matt Judy did over the Fourth of July. <laughs> well, we're going to be at a bigger venue, uh, so that is very much a possibility. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. he sent me some stuff of that, and I about lost it. I was like, you that need is to, the you need to. I know you're busy hunting and guiding and whatnot, but you need to. You need to get up with him sometime. It's it's quite yeah. a show that they they do up there. It's pretty unique, man. It's a special special area. That little corner they're in. Um, I would. I'd be on him about it. I'd hit him up and be like, "Hey, I, uh, I'm trying to come kill some wedge with you." And he'd be like, "Let's go! I'll get some, kick, there and I'll get some kick starts, dude." My denim, my <laughs> yeah, denim jacket and some kickstarts. <laughs> but guys, Actually, let me ask you this. what do you drink? What man. What is your? I know we talk about this in Texas with Toby and them, but are you <laughs> I, Red Bull? I like the OG Red Bulls, and you know, I was in Nebraska hunting spring snows, and Kyle and Cade got this white gummy bear rain. And I actually oh, see, really I actually enjoyed that. So I have had a few of those. If I go in some somewhere and I kind of get a wild hair, I'll get one of those white gummy bear rains. But the other rain flavors I tried, I did not like them. So my he gave my me one to try that was like Red Bull. yeah. He gave me one to try that was like some Hawaiian name, and it was horrible. Yeah. Dude. That rain, like they're not good. Kyle and Kay, they're they're kind of they're kind of on a two peas in the pod, dude. Yeah, another planet with their with their energy drinks. But you know, we'll let them do their thing. They're they're good. They're both good at what they do. So I'm not going to mess with them too much. Uh, guys, I appreciate it, man. That was a lot of fun. Yes, sir. I uh, look forward to talking to both yeah. of you soon. I appreciate right, it. Okay, thank you, Thanks. See ya. See ya. That was a lot of fun. Corey and Jody Nickham, two very cool and talented guys. Like I just mentioned, we will be in attendance both weekends at Game Fair next month. If you are there, be sure to come by and see us. Don't wait too long to start preparing for the upcoming waterfowl season. It'll be here before we know it. Until next time, y'all be good. Thank you for listening to the Dive Bomb Squadcast.